So this is from a part of the book about holy relationships and stuff. Uh, let me get it again. And he's talking about a description of what you're not in earlier in this book. So he goes, everyone ready? Yeah. All right. Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, meaning a description of what you're not. Because you can be, there can be descriptions of what you're not. There just can't be descriptions of what you are. Yeah. So, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. See, that's the beauty of it, yeah. It's not a description of you, it's a description of what you're not. Yeah. So, but it was not of you, and yet... The strange idea that it is me, yeah, I'm throwing that in there, which it does accurately describe you think is you. And the, the, the emphasis is on think, yeah, because there's no other way you can think what you're not is you but through thinking. There's no other way. The only way you can actually live as what you're not is through thinking that you are. There's no other way. So, reason would tell you, and the Course uses this statement, we, reason would tell you many times, but you can say wisdom would tell you, it doesn't matter, but they use the word reason. So reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. So we're seeing a world from these eyes yeah, so we see a world of things, yes. We see a world of distance and space, and it looks like it's proceeding sort of in time. That's, that's the messages that are re- relayed back to whatever from these eyes. Yeah. So, reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would vision such as this send back its messages? Surely not you. Yeah? So basically, you're listening to a propaganda station all day called K-Paul or K-Charlie or whoever, whatever flagship name you have. But it's the basic, we're all seemingly uh, downloading the same station, but we all think it's unique, unique because it's got, it's got a, like a, a mast heading called Paul. So you think... So I think I'm having private thoughts. You're thinking you're having private thoughts. And yeah. So, surely not you whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes which look upon the world. What is he talking about there? Obviously awareness, yeah? So seeing is not of eyes. It's awareness. So he's saying, surely not you whose sight, so your, your true seeing has nothing to do with the eyes that are seeing this world. Yeah? You're seeing the eyes that are seeing this world. And there's nothing that is precedes that seeing. There is no seer of the seeing. There's just seeing. Yeah? Surely not you whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes which look upon the world. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? That it's not your vision. That's the whole point. The whole point of this, in a sense, false vision is to show you that it's not your vision. Yeah? 
The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. So the brain cannot interpret what awareness sees. Yeah? This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So basically, we are living a mental interpretation of all the seeming data that we're taking in. It's being collated by the selfing or the mental process. And it causes a view called self-centeredness, where you think everything, you see everything as how it pertains to you as a body. That's the blindness to the seeing. What we're calling seeing is the blindness to seeing. And when we attempt to use this form of looking, which is totally not, has nothing to do with the seeing, this, when you're looking for what's seeing from here, you're blind to the seeing. Because as St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't say who's looking is what you're looking for. It's what's looking is what you're looking for. I mean, now. Yeah. <laughs> not, this isn't in time. It's not like you're going to get prepared enough to receive this. You're past receiving it. You are it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have any, any negotiation about it. <laughs> you're timelessly that and then the head would like to maybe meet it in time <laughs> because if it had time to meet it it would make it something else other than you and that something else would actually emblazon the sense of you and you'd have a story that you found it <laughs> <laughs> so, the brain. This is to me the fame, the best sentence. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So, I mean, how much more pages do you need? If you know, if you feel like this is valuable download, which I do, I mean, you don't really need to go to page four sixty nine. You just it's just told you the whole situation. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. There you go. <laughs> so if you're relying on this information, you're going to be placed in a false point. And that false point will, all your maps, when you go to the, you know, the GPS, that head, that failed system, all your maps are going to be all about getting somewhere from the wrong place. Yeah? You could have the perfect map to LA, but if you mistake that you're in Omaha when you're in Florida, it's not gonna you're not gonna arrive to LA. <laughs> not because the map isn't correct, it's completely correct, but you're not you're not where you think you are. And exactly, you're not where you think you are. Yeah, because the thinking seems to make it so. And then the thinking has all to do with where. You're someplace and you're not where you should be. How could the spirit be judged to be misplaced if it's everywhere? It's only a body can be in the wrong situation. <laughs> really. <laughs> it's only the body that get, can be thought about. What, how, how are you going to, you know, you get together, let's think about spirit for three hours. <laughs> how are you going to do that? <laughs> All you can think about spirit is from the point of view of being a body. So to me, the brain interprets to the body which it is a part. But what it says, you cannot understand. Do you really... When, if you were a kid and you came here and you saw you now, the kid would be freaking amazed. 
when the kid was playing, when you were playing, were you worrying about playing next week? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was in the sandbox. <laughs> Will I be playing next week? No. There was no time I hadn't set up yet. Yeah. I wasn't taking, hey, mom, come on in my room. I want to talk about my playing today. I think Wayne was having much more fun than I was. I wasn't going over my playing, was I? I wasn't trying to be in a moment because I hadn't entertained the idea I could be out of a moment. This whole thing, someone was talking about Douglas Harding, about you know going back where you don't even need to go back to being like a child, truly. When we were kids, if you were in an abusive situation, time hadn't set up yet. You weren't thinking about meditation, were you? You weren't looking at retreats. You weren't trying to get into the moment. You weren't... You were, just, you were so in the moment, it wasn't even noticed. So, yet you have listened to it. So, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part, but what it says you cannot understand, yet you have listened to it. <laughs> Why the hell... Will you listen to it? The only reason why, because it's, it's, it's presented as it's about you. That's the only thing. If, I had, if I'm not Stanley, and I had Stanley's stuff going in my head, I would turn it off. But I'm not interested in Stanley. I'm not interested in Stanley, what it was doing five years ago, nor am I interested in Stanley three years from now. Pretty much the only people I'd be interested in maybe would be kids, my own kids. But everyone else, forget about it. I'm not going to sit around on a Saturday thinking about Stanley four years ago. You know, if Stanley would have made that left turn, he would have met his wife and everything would have fucking been great. But he didn't, so therefore, his life went down the tubes, he's an alcoholic on the streets. No, I wouldn't be paying any attention to that. But I would be if the same story had me in it. I'd be, I, my whole day, I'd be just sitting there in my room thinking about it. You know, so it's the thoughts aren't that interesting. It's the object of the thoughts that's the attraction, yeah? It's, or like in Buddhism, they call it the cherishing of self. The cherishing of self, how do you cherish self? You lather with attention and interest. And most of us are totally obsessed with self. We're so obsessed, it's not enough to be obsessed now, we have to be obsessed there and then all day. It's insane. So he goes, yet you have listened to it, and long and hard you tried to understand his messages. You did not realize it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. Isn't that beautiful? All this yapping is never directed at you. It's all about a you. You have received no messages at all, you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. (laughs) think then again think then what happened denying what you are now no no one believes they're denying what they are but when you actively identify with what you're not you are actually denying what you are so you may not see the denial you may sense the active obsession with you but that's actually the denial of, of what you are so Yet you have listened to it and long hard you should. All right. You did not realize it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. You have received no message at all you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think then what happened. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. That's the whole key. See, my, my sense of faith is a force of big M mind. It's neutral in a sense. Okay? 
especially in this event. But it's going to manifest by the vehicle it's put in. So you watch how many people who have faith in the thought system, that faith is the producer of the anxiety. Because it's being produced from fields that aren't happening yesterday and tomorrow. It's a, we're miracle workers, really, if you see it. Like, you mean, Jesus supposedly rose Lazarus from the dead, but at least Lazarus was alive once. We're making shit out of nothing all day. <laughs> really, it's an incredible power that we, through thought, can produce an effect. Through thought about something that's not happening, we can produce an effect on ourselves now. And therefore, probably dump it on someone else also. So to me, this is it. It's the firm in faith. Now, what would happen? So now the mental state is directing this faith to the system of thought. Yeah. So now you're firm in faith that you are that something that you're not. Yeah. Now, what would happen if, see, like in, in recovery, we call it the higher power. In, the, in Course in Miracles, they call it the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So what the Holy Spirit, and this is my take on it, and the higher power is, it takes the exact same information that the mental state's using to bind you to this idea of being a self, yet it produces a to totally different summation from it, which leads you to a release from the bondage of self. Same information. It's just what's collating it, what's directing it. So the Holy Spirit will take exactly the same data that the brain is starting to, to a thing, but it will turn it and use it completely different than the mental state uses it. Yeah. So it will use that faith yeah, to produce an ease and comfort right now. Yeah. That sense of irritability, restlessness, and discontent, which is the bottom line of the mental states, is now sort of switched over to an ease and comfort, becomes the new norm. It's faith. All it is. It's faith... Yeah, But the importance is what's directing the faith. If the mental state's directing the faith, you could be bound right now, seemingly, to yesterday and tomorrow. If the faith is directed, let's say, by the Holy Spirit, you're released from all that right now. So you'll either be the expression of the bondage or the expression of the relief. It's one way or the other. Yeah. So to me, that's the most, one of the most important points, is to see, I don't believe, you know, that you have to have faith. You're the expression of faith right now. This place being taken to be real is all based on faith. Just like the stock market is total faith. Once the people who are playing the stock market lose faith in the market, the market collapses. Because it's all made up. Yeah? As someone who knows. <laughs> <laughs> but it's faith. It's an incredible force. And everyone thinks they're going to have it or lose it. Like people say, I have no faith. But that's faith in the idea that you have no faith. Yeah? There's no way your, what your statement, whenever you make a statement, that it's be, before the faith. The faith is why you're making that statement. Yeah? See some, you know, see it. Because if you see it, <sighs> seeing is the elixir, and we all are in it. It's not like we have to acquire seeing. The seeing maybe needs to be mis me 
directed, so to speak. Yeah? So if you're like in recovery, most people in recovery, we do not go into self-inquiry right away. What we go into is surrender. Surrender is the key. Because we're overmatched. Yeah? And we admit we're overmatched. And then suddenly, we have the ability to deal with things we had no ability to deal with before. So it's through surrender that something happens. So if you feel like you're overmatched, then admit that. In that admittance of being overmatched, suddenly you'll be able to deal with things you couldn't deal with before. There's all these sort of ways to trigger mind. There isn't, but mind triggers all the ways. You know what I mean? I was my friend used to be with Carlos Castaneda three years in the desert and everything. And there's a lot of people proclaim this guy as a fraud. But all those books inspired so many people. It doesn't matter. It can be totally fraudulent in work because mind precedes everything. Not, mind is not, to, not contained or... The rules don't apply. That's the beauty of it. So this thing, in three days, you can get back to where you already are. In no time, you can realize you never even need to get back to where you are because you never left where you are. I like that because it's, I'm a slacker in a way. I don't fucking want to do anything. Especially about what I am. It seems insane to me. Yeah? But there's, they all work because what's behind it all is big M mind. That's all. Like this course says, it says a great chapter called I Need Do Nothing. It's one of the favorite chapters. That comes right after this, really. And in I Need Do Nothing, it talks about all the ways of life, you know, meditating, contemplating, service, devotion. And he says, if the mind intends, you know, then all of those will lead to freedom. But what will happen is it may take a lot of freaking time. So if you're reading this book, and if they're all, and, and what happens is, if they're really leading you to freedom, they're going to lead you to one simple realization, which is, I need do nothing. So now we just want to start there. Why not start at, I need do nothing, because you're going to end up there. <laughs> all the somethings that you get are going to lead to nothing, so why not start at nothing? It just makes sense. Yeah. So, I need do nothing saves you all that something. Yeah. Why? How could you say that? If you weren't what you were looking for, how could that statement be said? You need do nothing. It would be torturous. It would be, it would be sadistic. You would be punishing yourself because you know you need to do something. But in fact, <laughs> it's making it very clear that which you are needs to do nothing about that which it is. <laughs> and it runs through all the great stuff. Yeah? They always bring it back, hey, the seeker is the sword. Now, either they're really sadistic, <laughs> because you're really not, so you've got to keep seeking, you know? Or they're trying to bring you some freaking relief. Like, put the freaking rock down. And the, see, the rock isn't the rock that you think you're holding. It's the idea that you're the holder of the rock. That's what gets put down. And, it, and once it's put down, it was, it's shown immediately there was never going on at all. Yeah? But if you want to go right to it's never going on at all, it probably may not work. But when you get it, you hit, it shows you nothing. There was, you need do nothing. It doesn't say, oh, you needn't do nothing. 
Or you're not going to need to do nothing after you do all this shit. <laughs> That's what most processes are. Well, do this process, and then it will lead you to, I need to do nothing. But you're not ready for, I need to do nothing yet. There's a lot of more something. No, it says, I need to do nothing. So, or just like St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't say, what's looking, and then 30 pages of how you, of what and how you have to do shit to become what you're looking for. <laughs> In other words, most of us are trying to become what we're looking for. But he's saying, what's looking is what you're looking for. <laughs> There's no 30 pages in between. It's just one sentence. What's looking, no gap, is what you're looking for. <laughs> you can't even get one practice in there. <laughs> What's looking is what you're looking for. There's no time for you to fill up. I see that as this credible relief. And if you entertain it, I'm telling you, it'll be like an exhale with no gulping of air. You'll drop down into something with no thought or effort and you'll travel lighter. And then you can just, that thing that was like, CNN will be like Comedy Central. You're just tons of humor will be produced all day. I have a skit going on here about why the hell am I coming here? Especially at 9 in the morning, which I want to talk to him about. <laughs> I want to cut the 9 in the morning out and just come at 2. Why not? You know, it's just, it doesn't matter if that happens or not. It's just joking. I don't, oh, I am not the thinker of my thoughts. What's that but a thought? Rely on seeing. Rely. Have faith in mind. Your faith, mind. Not faith in the mental process. That deserves none. But faith in mind is what will produce the sense of ease and comfort. Just like the same faith in the mental state is producing the sense of seeking and anxiety and concern about what's not happening. It's the same energy. If you can't direct it that way, surrender and it will be directed that way. And you will know the tree by its fruits. You'll be, you'll be the expression of mind instead of the one looking for it. You'll see its expression. You'll know, work, you know, you'll understand serenity and no peace. All that stuff will become obvious. You'll enjoy peace of mind, all of that. You'll feel a new power flowing in. You'll sense the conscious presence. All of that's available. Yeah. So, let me try to see this here. All right. Uh, denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else which you have made to be yourself. You cannot have made it, really. You can, you can seemingly have made to be yourself if you're obsessed with the act of being identified as a self. If you're obsessed with that mental process, it will seem like you made this thing to be yourself. Yeah? You will take that to be you, that which you're not. And then from there, you look at everything else, even you. You'll look, you'll look at you from what you're not. So it says, denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else which, is, which you have made to be yourself became your sight. It's called self-centeredness. That's what it is. It's a form of looking. Yeah, where everything you see, you see how it pertains to you as a body. That's called self-centeredness. Yeah. It's a blindness to the seeing. While you're using this, while you're believing this, you're going to be blind to what's seen. And you're going to think you're someone that's looking. 
to the point where you'll even start looking for what's in. Yet it must be the something else which sees, and as not you, explains its sight to you. That's what's happening. So my head would explain what my girlfriend's doing in America right now. With no clairvoyance, it's just making up shit. Oh, she's something this or that. It's constantly presenting false evidence, and it can only appear real if I believe it. It can't appear real because it's false. (laughs) That's its defining limitation. It needs what's real to believe in it. That's why you think it's... Have you ever, like for addicts and drug and drinkers, you know, when you're sober, that is tr- there's a mental state that's constantly trying to convince you. It wants to lead you to a point. It's sort of like what we call in spiritual surrender, but in the mental state, it's fuck it. Yeah? It wants to lead you to a point of fuck it, and then you go, oh, fuck it. And then it, it gives you a suggestion. It goes, oh, just have a drink, or sleep with your friend's wife, or steal that money, or something like that. Who's, who's going to care? You know, the police will, and the judge will. And so, so then, as soon as you drink, then the beast is out. Yeah. So now you're, you're going to be used for transportation. But it spent tons of time trying to convince you. Once it hooks it, then it's caught talking as you. There's no more convincing going on. You're just on a run. There's no, you know, you're just being driven by it. This is what's happening. Yeah? And the only way you can find traction is when we're in firm in faith believing it. So, I think I'm coming to the end of this. Now, to me, this stuff produces a set, uh, like an avalanche of sense feltness. Yeah, that's why I remember these paragraphs. It's not because I think they're academically sound. It just triggers a sense feltness of what I am, which is spacious, you know, super nothing going on. In it. Yeah. These little statements have triggered avalanches ever since I ran into them. They never fail. You want to have it that. You want something that triggers a sense in you. And hopefully, when what you're not is described, you can see it as other. Because if you can see it as other, then a possibility arises, which is, I can be free from it. <coughs> and in, I'm telling you, the freedom from it takes absolutely no time, because it's the inherent condition. You are free from it. So... I think I'll open up to questions, yes? Because I've run out of... Oh, wait a minute, let me see this. Your vision, or here, this gets even better, actually. Your vision would, you know, the seeing would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. You would see through it. Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary, but if your eyes are closed, and you have called upon this thing to lead you, the head, the GPS, whatever you want to call it, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen, nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. So you don't really suspect the evidence to be false. You take it to be true. And once falsehood is brought up to the level of truth, and then you try to change that truth into falsehood, it doesn't fucking work. Yeah? 
you can't allow it to set up as true because then you want to get out of it and then that's how it has you because the only way an imaginary place can have an effect on you is if you try to get out of it yeah? when you try to get out of it it's seen as real you see you can't you it, to see the false evidence as false evidence nothing happens if it show if it appears to be true and then you try to make it false you're in the game yeah you're like on fly paper now it doesn't work it doesn't work Yes, you can see it in politics. They tell a lie, and then they get someone, another seeming pundit, to come and debate it. They've already elevated the lie to a fact, and there it goes. It's now out in the fucking public. Yeah. You should just go there and go, hey, that's a fucking lie. No debate necessary. What? Well, oh, yeah. But then they wouldn't have a show. <laughs> this is the exact same. Yeah. So if the false evidence appears real, that is the, that's the spawning of the self, and now the self will try to, all its might, make it false, which is giving it more reality. You're trying to get out of what you're not in, and then you're trying to get into what you're not out of. So, so denial ends up in validation, in a sense. Well, the thing is, that if there's like a clear denial, that works. But denial is validation, usually, yes. Because, see, we, we, we're brought into the game after the rules have been made. The false evidence is appearing true. Now we're responding as if that's true and we want to get out of it. That's how we're more in it, yeah? You have to see it. You can't be looking. Looking is already too much in time. The seeing is the reliance. Yeah. 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 Like you hear this message, and then you have faith in mind. You don't have to pound away at it. You don't have to think about it. It's in already. It's going to work from the inside out. It's like a picture being painted from the inside, from the back of the canvas out. You, come, you become aware of it when it's expressing through you. You have no fucking idea what's going on there. Thank God. Or you would get up from the table, the operating table. Yeah. It's like a thief in the night, like the, like they say in the Gospels. This thing's going to come like a thief in the night. This is what happens, yeah. So, seeing the false doesn't allow it to elevate to true, because true, then most of us will try to make that which we think is true, like I'm a fraud, yeah? And then you'll try to make, it, make yourself not a fraud, and you'll feel like a fraud thousands of times. Yeah? You see it? It tricks... And it, you get engaged with it. As soon as it's elevated to true, then you don't want it to be true. <laughs> so now you're trying not you're trying to make it not true, which makes it more true than ever. You don't see your role in things. We're giving everything all the meaning it has. So we're giving false evidence meaning it's true, and then we want to get out of it, because we think we're in it. And if you try to get out of it, that's being in it. You see, it's like slavery. It's a trick. If you watch it. The mental state isn't playing time like you and I seem to be in time. It's, it's implying something way after the fact that, and, and implying that it's before the fact. So now it's the fact that causes every, the, all the real, real facts to seem not to be so, and then false evidence is like just everywhere. Yeah? You know that? That's why look at spirituality. No one has a, a, like a, a, a touch tone to really check things out. 
They'll go for anything. There was people, remember that book they had out about the secret, which was like a law of attraction? Mm-hmm. Some lady signed up for a retreat, paid $60,000 to die. They went into a sweat, they weren't physically conditioned ready, and two or three of them died. Passed, died, and they paid $60,000 basically to die. <laughs> I would have killed them for like five. <laughs> $60,000 to die. But they were believing they were going somewhere. Yeah, they went somewhere. But not where they thought. Do you see? I have this thing. Well, we may well, go back. I, want, I gotta stretch my shit out. I've got a lot of. Time. I can't go off like I used to do. Three times a day? It's like a multivitamin. <laughs> you know what, if you take three multivitamins, most, most of it's pissed out anyway. You only take one. You have one thought, and then just fucking ruminate over it all day. Can I open a window? Yeah, yeah, please. It's hot, yes. Just don't jump out. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be a cause of anything. All right, well, we'll just have questions now, because we're going to have 15 glorious minutes in the end. So any questions? Yes. Um, the thing about surrender, so basically it's like you just embrace the surrender. Huh? Just embrace the surrender. Just let it be. Well, you don't even need to do that. You don't have to embrace anything. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is actually what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, for people in recovery, no one comes to the virtues of recovery through virtue. Mm. They don't. They just get destroyed. And they realize they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And like we say in recovery, it's a failed system that's been leading us. And we're, we have ample evidence that we're not managerial quality. So we're prime targets for surrender. And I also, and everyone in this room has had tons of experiences with surrender. I've surrendered to girls, I've surrendered to the police, I've surrendered to a lot of things. But what's going to make the surrender is what you surrender to. And for me, the greatest effect of surrender in my life has been surrendering to the principles of recovery as the action figure. It changed the action figure line. I had a tendency to get arrested quite a lot, get into a lot of trouble, and I haven't been in jail except visiting people for 29 years. But that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And it's all based on the third step, which is the principle of surrender, turning one's will and life over the care of a higher power. But the funny thing is, it's just a decision we make, because in fact, at that point, your life, the life isn't under your control. You've been occupied by the parasite of alcoholism. So you really don't, you cannot, com- you cannot complete that mission of turning your will and life over the care of something else, because it's under the care of something else already, which is the parasite. So we need to do some activities, which are four through nine, the working steps of the program, to weaken the hold of the parasite, therefore the higher power gets introduced and then puts an end to the fucking occupation, a day at a time. That's what happens. So Ramana would always say, he said, hey listen, if you feel like you've omitted too many things and committed too many things and this and that, then just go surrender. I will be done. Just realize you're just, you're just an instrument and something's directing you and you know, rest in that. It's a good attitude. Yeah. 
you know, maybe, um, maybe if you're inclined to, maybe you've got some juice in that, if you're inclined to somewhere over these next couple days, to kind of walk us through a little bit of the 12 steps, kind of isolating what you think is the essence. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, that would be really useful for some of the people, and I think it's a great takeaway. Well, we'll do it the next uh, seven talks. How about job security? <laughs> I wanted to give him something that he could, you know. I love seeing it through the recovery. See, because, uh, you know, humbly, you can't lose. If the mind intends, as it says in the course, and I would say these are indication that the mind intends something, nothing can stop it. Yeah, it's already inherently free, and it's going to play out because the dream is of time. So what's inherently so can seem to be so, or seem to get bigger or deeper in time. It's just a trick. Yeah, but we're all in good hands, and it's really a done deal. It's already so. We're almost like reverse timing it, yeah? You're already awake, but you just don't think so. So when you see what you're not, it will seem as if you come to the point of awakening, but that point was always so. It's already established, yeah? You will think you arrived, but basically you didn't arrive because you never left. You'll get a different flavor of time, for sure. Once you get a sense of timelessness, I mean, as a real juicy download, you'll be able to see. See, you know the problem from the solution. That's what happens, yeah? You do. I mean, you can really know. Like, if you seemingly didn't have relief and then suddenly have relief, what's usually t- told to you is why the relief wasn't there in the past, seemingly. And your big head is in all the pictures. <laughs> really. You're missing the anger a lot, there's your head and everything else. It's been a big head. So by yeah, for me that's the whole point. The solution informs you of the problem. And the problem it all distills into I'm not that. Yeah. And so and I'd love to yeah, with the steps, I'd love to go over them. So this Today we have two talks, we'll just go over the steps and I'll share my own take on them all. Yeah, if you've never heard the videos, it's like an hour at least on each step that he goes through. Um, I was skeptical, not of his situation, but of the whole 12-step program and so forth. And I wasn't so sure, you know, like there wasn't a whole lot of set, uh, success in recoveries, like 90-95% failure rate. So I, I lumped in the 12-step program. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. It's always the time, blah, blah, blah. We need something completely new. And then he did his thing on the 12 steps. And it completely turned my mind around that AA and that whole program of what they're doing. And all of a sudden, it became kind of a very sacred thing. It could be done completely wrong the other way, where it's being taken from the me, and the person's never really out of it. You know, it's like, hi, my name's Jackson, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic. And that becomes like the living basis of who and what you are. I am an alcoholic. And that was one of my disagreements with the program. If that's kind of the basis you're carrying through, that I am an alcoholic, what a horrible identification to be establishing and validating. 
and how not. And then it, it's made more clear that you don't have to say that. It doesn't say anything where you go in there, you have to say you're an alcoholic. You can say, I have an alcoholic parasite and I can't get it out of my mind, or whatever you want to say along those lines. And it just sort of opened up completely. And then as he walked through all the 12 steps, I said, wow, this is fucking beautiful. This is really, really a technology. And I was shocked. And then the, they talked about in the big book, which is this book is Bill, right, who wrote the big book, that this is the book from AA, to where he's emphasizing that he's talking about freedom from being the self, and not as the self, freeing itself, but seeing that you're not that. And he kept talking about that, and I said, well, i got to go back into reading this, the book, because I touched on it in the, my early years with my family situation, and looking into this, is what, what is the value in this? And I don't remember reading anything about the self or being the folks, and sure enough, there it's popping up here and there all throughout the book, this sort of essence of, of, of what this particular path is, is approached to. And he hits the essence on all of these 12 steps in these videos, and he's got practically a video dedicated to each of the 12 steps. And I was absolutely shocked, absolutely shocked at the beauty and the strength in the AA message. So, but the thing know. is, is see, <coughs> mind can find diamonds in a phone book. I mean, a phone book. Mind, what we are, can find value in anything. Right. So, yes, AA is an open air situation, got a very big ceiling. Yeah, more will come. People, like it says in the book, it's a beautiful book, is they say, well, you know, we know but a little, and people will add on to it. That will come later. So there's a lot of room to add on to the take of AA. It's not a stagnant, frozen thing. Yes? So a lot of the people act like it's stagnant and frozen. But one of the things that I, that, that I love about the big book that, um, that, that took me years to notice, of reading it, not noticing, not noticing, it was uh, the purpose of this book is to uh, put you in touch with a higher power. It doesn't say the purpose of this book is to help you stay off booze. Mm -hmm. no, it's it's exactly. right there. It is to put you in touch with a higher power. Well, the higher power is what keeps you... Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Now, the higher power may, is, is you, what you are. Yeah? Mm -hmm. We have, like, we produce false intermediaries, mm -hmm. but in fact, it all ends up to what you are, so you are what you're looking for, so to speak. Yeah, the AA is a great way. I mean, now it's gotten pigeonholed by society to only be for alcoholics or drug addicts, but there's a hundred other different groups using the 12 steps because the principles work. And as an action figure, you know, I needed to be subdued. I was going to have to live in an institution if I didn't need AA. AA allowed me to be like a free-range alcoholic. <laughs> I can, you know, I seemingly can get away with making it through each day out here without getting incarcerated. Pretty good. Yeah, so. No, it's, it's again, what enlivens the scriptures is the one who's reading them. It's always us. It's the mind. Mind is the fertile field. All these things can trigger a growth, but they're not the source of growth. It's mine. Big in mind, you know, not but what we are. It can do anything it wants. 
You know, people, you know, go to Kmart and a toaster hits them in the head and they seem to wake up. <laughs> now, what's weird is a lot of people try to go to Kmart and a toaster hits them in the head with the hopes that they can reproduce. But that's not what produced it. Mine broke the script. So mine said, oh, fuck it, yeah, I'll get hit with a toaster and wake up at Kmart. Ha ha ha, that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, it is. Now everyone makes, this is the way to get in like You gotta go to Kmart, get in a toaster. And then it changes its thing, because it's not playing any games. Yeah? You can do whatever it freaking wants. You can use anything. You can use a cookbook. You could, just, you could be like making blueberry muffins. It could be the most incredible scripture in the world. So getting hit by the toaster in Kmart can become a, a, almost a religion or a belief or a movement. Well, that would be a big mistake. <laughs> That's what can happen. Yeah, so people see, like they see an expression of someone, let's say, who's <laughs> their head is raw, so to speak, and then you think if you do what they do and get what they get, you'll end up where they are. But they're just, just, they're just expressing where they are. They never use that to get to where they are. They're there, and there's a, it's just expressing that way. You know what I mean? You can't turn the expression into a fucking way to arrive at where you already are. I met a guy when I was... I got, you know, I got run over, so my foot got all screwed up. So I had to have orthopedic shoes. And so this, I had to go to this guy in San Francisco, Peter Fonda. He's a very small Italian guy, very devout Catholic. He made shoes for Mother Teresa. And like <laughs> the guy was as great as great to me. No, he did. Pictures of Mother Teresa. The guy was brilliantly lit up, you know, and I loved to hang out there. And he was devout Catholic. You know. It was amazing. I used to bring, I brought him a a Bodhi leaf from from Asia, and in all the Catholic paraphernalia, he put it up. The little Buddha leaf, a Buddha, very the big move for him. Hard to go against the uh, Catholic stuff, but he was as bright as can be. Enjoyed his face. Yeah. Did he get? Did he arrive somewhere through Catholicism? No. Something that had all was already arrived played it out through Catholicism. Yeah. That's how I see it. I don't see anything lead you to where you are. I think things can express that where we are. Yeah. It's like for me, AA is a path to illumination. But what will illuminate the path is non-duality. Yeah. But AA is a path to illumination. It will extend the illumination in time because you'll have sound principles that will keep the fucking action figure sort of on track. Yeah. So that that possibility can extend in time. Everyone can get sober, but it's to stay sober is the thing. Because there's something called time, seemingly. It's usually influential. Because you can be in credible condition now, and then a minute later, you could be in hell. You know, it's suspicious. You know, everything can be great and suddenly in one minute. But that's because the conditions we're relying on to produce a stability are volatile. You can't find it in here. It's got to be brought from the other end. And that's what mind's doing by dreaming. The mind is dreaming from the other into this place. And it can dream itself out of this place. 
And this, I would say, is an act of dreaming itself out of this place, or it could be. You're in that situation right now. This is incredibly valuable. If you're not, you'd be somewhere else. That would be incredibly valuable. Because the seat assignments are pretty well detailed. You are exactly where you're meant to be to get the invitation. That's on order. And we all have seat assignments as these action teams. I'm upset because I thought my seat assignment was to sleep in, and now I've been fucking showing it wasn't. <laughs> That's what happened. So, yeah, I'm done, eh? You take over now? <laughs> no, we take a break. Oh, okay. okay. We take a break. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you today at 2 o'clock. Yes? Hopefully. Yeah. Don't be there on time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.